Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. I'm going to be preaching um, out of uh, um, uh, Judges, out of the Old Testament. I'm going to tell you this story. Who's heard of a guy called Samson? Yeah. Okay, Samson, if you haven't, it's okay. Samson was this fellow in the Bible who was, he's a rather um, interesting character because Samson, he was what's called a Nazarite. A Nazarite was a particular person that at birth or because of his, um, his parents, actually, there was a vow that he, was, he was, uh, had taken and uh, it was a special vow and because of this vow, Samson was endowed with particular gifts that nobody else had. He had this incredible strength. He was like Mr. Superman, you know, he could do all sorts of things under the anointing. Um, isn't that cool? <laughs> In the presence of God that we can do more than what we could ever do. But, and, and we can see this working out in Samson, Samson's life, in him, his, his particular life, but it was dependent on some things. Um, he had to follow some certain things in order to have that strength from God. So Samson is this fellow, he's got this strength that's from God, which is dependent on him keeping a covenant, keeping an, an agreement with God. He couldn't do certain things. He couldn't eat grapes, okay? He couldn't cut his hair. Uh, he had to do specific things. He had to leave specific things. He couldn't leave the normal life that, uh, that one leaves. But who knows, when you restrict yourself from something, the more you restrict yourself, the more you kind of want it, you know? Funny, funny thing about human nature. Um, and uh, we see that at work in Samson's life. Uh, let me pick up the story. So Samson, he went down to, to Timnah um, and saw there a young Philistine woman. Okay, Now, this is important because that was a lady of a different culture. Uh, they didn't really marry, marry interculturally back then. It wasn't really done. Um, culturally. And when he returned, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman, 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 woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. His father and mother replied, isn't there an acceptable woman, woman among your relatives or among all our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines and to get a wife? That was part of the covenant that the Jews had, circumcision of the men. Okay. But Samson said to his father, get her for me, she's the right one for me. His parents did not know that this was from the Lord, who was seeking an occasion to confront the Philistines, for at that time they were ruling over Israel. Okay, okay. so here we see this Samson doing something, going against the wishes of his parents and going against the wishes of God at that point that kept him in covenant with God. Remember, he had this vow that he had, he had, he had, he had, he had to live to, okay? But I want you to see something just here. Here is a guy who is outside of the will of God, but God is still reigning over everything and God's will is still being done. Okay, God's will is still being done, but this fellow is outside of God's will. Isn't it funny how we want to live our lives, we want to live our lives as our own. Did you know that you can be outside of God's will, but still in the wake of God's will being planned out? 
God's will actually being poured out on, on, on this earth. As, as believers, as followers, here's where we're meant to be. We're meant to be within God's will as God outlays His will and executes His will. It's a bad place to be when God is executing His will and you step outside of that will and God goes, well, okay, that plays into my will, I'm going to use it anyway. Scary place to be. That's where Samson found himself. Uncomfortable place to be. And, and this is the thing with God that, that often gets a little bit missed, particularly in, in, in churches and, and places where we don't want to offend people and we want people to be, you know, just know about that Jesus is my homeboy type of thing. Listen to me, God is God. And this series that I'm talking about is, about, is called Crown, Crowning Jesus or the King of Hearts, that He is the one that we have to crown, that He has a plan. Did you know that God has an overall plan? for us, for you, for I, and for humanity. We can either be in that will or out of that will. And here we see this Samson stepping outside of the will of God, but, 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 but he's still seeing the will of God being done. This is important because often I think what we can mistake is that we think because we see God doing things around us that we are within the will of God. We think because we, we see worship being done on Sunday that we've come. We think that we, we see whatever's happening around us and miracles and these things and that things in people's lives that, that it, it's, it's, it's because we're in the will of God. Maybe not. Maybe not. You know, you have a responsibility. It's between you and God. It's, 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 it comes down to your own will as to whether or not you're choosing Him or choosing something else. And it, it's, like, it's like, you know, it's like a very fine line. I'm not saying this to, to scare you. I'm not saying this to, to make you feel like, you know, you're on edge of stepping outside of the will of God. You better be careful. That's not what I'm saying. Don't take me at that. But, but we, we, you know, there are other passages in the Bible that, that say things like, we need to work out our walk with the Lord with fear and trembling. Because it is so easy. It's as little as a choice that comes from our subconscious that we don't test, that we don't take to task and go, okay, where is that coming from? Where is that? Is that coming from a place of unforgiveness? Is that coming from a place of hurt? Is that coming from a place of competitiveness? Am I trying to prove myself here? We, it, it comes in a thought and we can be outside of the will of God. Although around us, there could be all sorts of great things happening, but we ourselves have stepped out of covenant with Christ. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? So, anyway, where was I? Samson, he went down to Timnah together with his father and mother. As they approached the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion came roaring towards him. Doesn't happen every day. The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him so that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat. Never done that before, <laughs> but obviously he had. Well, I don't know. But he told neither his father or his mother what he had done. Then he went down and talked with the woman and he liked her. <laughs> so this lion comes, this lion comes. 
the Spirit of the Lord comes on Samson, he tears apart this lion. Anybody done that before? He tears apart this lion as if it's a young goat. I guess it wouldn't be hard to tear apart a young goat. Not that I've ever tried or ever going to try. I want you to see something. See, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him regardless. Don't ever make the mistake that you have seen some things in your life change, that you've seen some miracles. That you've, Don't ever mistake the miracles. Don't ever mistake the, the things of God that you have seen done in your world as proof that you are within the will of God. Samson was outside of the will of God and yet God was still at work. Isn't that crazy? You know, this, 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 is, this is pretty good for, for all of you in the house who know what this word means, charismatics. You know, as charismatics, what we tend to do is we, we, we see the work of God, we see miracles, we see this and that, and we see God at work and we go, oh, wow, I'm within the will of God. God is at work anyway. He is at work anyway. And, and we see this. I mean, I have to be careful of this as a pastor, you know how it, how it affects me as a pastor? Well, I look at my church and I go, wow, it's growing. There's salvations. There's people coming to know Jesus. There's, there's, there's stuff happening. We baptized these people and we did that and we did that. And I go, yes, I am within the will of God. No, not necessarily. Because the Spirit of God is at work regardless of me. It's not about me. I didn't do anything special to receive anything from God. I didn't deserve a thing. I think if we really look at all of our own hearts, we'll see this element of Samson. That's why these stories are here. Here to, 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 to help us to remember the need we have for God and the choice that we have to make to be within His will because it is so easy to be outside of it. And don't make the same mistakes as he did because this is why a lot of these guys are here in the Old Testament. It's like, look at this guy, don't make his mistake. And look at that guy, don't make his mistake. This is what it is to be outside of the will of God. And we see that for Samson. I mean, there's stuff happening around this guy. He's, he's killing, he's killing lions. That's cool. I mean, this guy's like a superhero. If you read the rest of the story, it's like, is this guy like from wherever that, what's our, where's Superman from again? Kryptonite? Is he from Krypton? Like, did he fall out of the sky? And like, it's like... Anyway, let's get back to him with the woman that he liked. So, so it goes on, okay? Sometime later, he went back to marry her because he liked her. Okay. So he goes back to the town. On his way back to the town, he turns aside, we'll pick it up, to look at the, the lion's carcass. And in it, he saw... A swarm of bees and some honey. Of course! <laughs> I mean, I knew that was going to happen. Okay, let's read on. He scooped out the honey with his hands and ate it as he went along. Okay, now let's just, that's important to note. Why? Because as part of his Nazarite vow, he was never allowed to touch a dead body. Never. Like, that was like bad. You don't do that. So this guy is like outside of the will of God, like left, right and center everywhere. I mean, he is just out. Okay. When he rejoined his parents, he gave them some too and they too ate it. But he did not tell them that he had taken the honey from the lion's carcass because they weren't supposed to eat it either. 
it would defile them also. So he's lying now. Now this father went down to see the woman, and there Samson held a feast. As was customary for young men, when the people saw him, they chose 30 men to be his companions. And here's Samson, because his conscience is starting to play on him. Who knows uh, that scripture that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He comes up with this riddle, because obviously this, what he's just done is, is knocking around in his brain and he can't get over it. And he says to them, if you can give me the answer within seven days of the feast, I will give you 30 linen garment, garments and 30 sets of clothes. Now, I want to stop there and just imagine this is like, not like um, cotton, uh, what's stores, uh, but you know, the cheaper stores where you can get 30 sets of clothes and it would be a little bit painful, but not too bad. I'm talking painful. I'm talking, I mean, he's at Louis Vuitton, LV, like Chanel, whatever. You're talking about the most expensive, 30 limits. So this is expensive. Okay, that's why he's set this bed up. If you can't tell me the answer, you must give me 30 linen garments and 30 sets of clothes. Tell us your riddle, they said. Let's hear it, he replied to them. Oh, let's hear it. He and then he replied, here's the riddle. You ready for the riddle? Out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. Out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. Now the story goes on. These guys cannot work out the riddle. Like they just can't work it out because they're probably not thinking that he's defeated a lion and there's honey that's come out of it and I, I don't know if anyone could guess the answer to that riddle. I think he knows that because he knows how, how absurd what God has just done in his world is. But you can see this pride, you can see this kind of level of self-righteousness of because of what he can do under the Spirit of God, under the power of God. So he sets up this riddle. But this, when I read this riddle, um, I'm, I just want to tell you something. God really like spoke to me. I, and I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting. Here's what I feel I need to share with you today. You know, the things that God does in our lives, the victories, the stuff, they're all good. You know, the life that we get to live because we are believers is a blessed life. I'm telling you something. It is a blessed life. It is a life where you just see the blessings of God and you've, you walk through and you begin to have victories that you never thought you would ever have. But the mistake that we make is when we begin to believe that out of, because of the victories we are victorious. Because of the, the lions that could have defeated you and you defeated them, you found a source of energy that all you need to do is think of those lions that could have defeated you, but you overcame them out of your own strength, so therefore, you're better. Let me explain this to me, to you and myself. You know that song, um, I think it's by Pink. 
where she says, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger, right? But, but th- those, those lyrics come to mind when I'm begin- beginning to try to explain this to you. Why? Because, you know, we, we go through life and we look at the things that could have killed us. Maybe, maybe it was bad parenting. Maybe it was a boss that was abusive that took you through something, but you were victorious. And now, every time you see that metric, and every time you see something that looks like that, you can say, you know, I was victorious back then. I was better back then. Because God took you through it. And therefore, I'm stronger than everybody else. And I can get through this now. That would be the same as Samson saying, out of something, out of the eater, something to eat. That which was, was going to take me out, I took it out. <laughs> Come on, world. I took it out. Did you know that there are things in this world that God is going to take us through and that you are going to be victorious over? But the moment you think you can eat from out of something and get life and sustenance out of something that is dead, you're going to walk into a curse. You're going to be touching something that is not for you because it's dead. Sin gives birth to sin. Only life gives life birth to life. I want to ask you something. What is it in your world that gives you power, that you are drawing sustenance from, that is not of the Lord? And I'm not just talking about like this in the sense of you being a bad person because you've touched these things. You know, let me, let me bring it a little closer to the bone. It could be, you know, a, a, I'm just going to go with, with, with a parent. Okay, because that's probably something that is most relevant to a lot of us here. I'm not, if you're a parent, I am too. It's okay, I'm not having a shot. If anyone wants to feel guilty here, I'm sorry in advance. I, I'm not telling you anyone this um, to, to make you feel guilty. I'm, 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 I'm here just to speak the Word of God, and I hope that you can find life out of it like I found life. But let me tell you something. As a parent, we mess up our kids sometimes. We make mistakes And as kids, we watch our parents, right? And as we've grown up over time, we've looked at the mistakes of our mom and dad, right? And as we meet Christ, He begins to walk us through things and we begin to overcome some of the things that they never overcame. When those lions come and they are coming to come and take us out like they took our our parents, that we defeat them because we walk through it under the Spirit of God. And then we get to a place where we go, oh, it was because of me and because of my strength that I was able to walk through that. And every time we see something that looks like that same mistake and we choose something other than what our parents would have chosen, we go, well, I'm better. And we live our lives outside of the will of God, not because, not because we are like just bad people, but because we get tricked into thinking that we can, de- de- we can take from something that which is dead, but it may not be the will of God. We have to be so careful that we don't live our lives in the reaction to that which has been done to us or that which we have seen done 
Because you can be very much tricked into thinking that that is some form of righteousness. It's not. It's not. There is one person that we are to follow, and that is God. There is one will that we are to follow, and that is God. And I think one of the most powerful things in our worlds that can get us off course, just like it got Samson off off course, was to think that you can eat from something that is dead. I want to speak directly into some of your hearts this morning. I know that you cannot have as many people in this room and not have injustice done by those who have been in authority over you. I know it. I know it. I, I, I could probably go out so far to say that every one of you has had in some sort of way, whether it be a parent, whether it be a boss, whether it be a sister, a brother, somebody who has been over authority, in over authority from you. And you look at them and you go, because they did this, I am this. I can see what they did, therefore I'm going to be. That's like taking honey from the lion's carcass. It's dead. It's defeated. It's not for you. You will defile yourself when you keep going back to that place. That's why every time you consume of that, you feel defiled. That's why every time you go back to that place, you can feel the anger. You can feel the resentment. You can feel the hate. You can feel all of that hurt and all of that stuff welling up on inside of you. Because it's not for you. It's not where God is. It's not where the life is. It's not where the joy is. It's not where the hope is. Out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. What is it in your world that is in your past? It may even be in your present. It could be something that you're seeing right now. It could be a person that you look at and you go, at least I'm not that. It reminds me of the story of the tax collector and the Pharisee. The Pharisee comes to the temple. He goes right up the front, stands on the front row, puts his hands in the air, does a great show of what it is to be a righteous person. He's doing everything right. He starts to pray. There's a tax collector, the worst of the worst, up the back. He's a corrupt politician. This guy is the worst. Everybody knows him. They know he's a they know this guy is a downtrodden he's only gotten rich because of what he's done they know everyone knows he's praying oh god oh god i'm so great i'm going you know i've done this i've done that and then he looks back and sees it at least i'm not like him at least like i'm not like that guy god can't you see can't you see see he's eating from a lion's carcass He's, he's, he's eating from something that's dead. He's drawing power from something that he's not meant to draw power from. And Jesus, he tells this parable. And at the end of the parable, he says, who is the one that is accepted before God? Well, they reply, it was the tax collector. And the reason why is because the tax collector in the parable is the one that just comes before God and says, I, I'm, I'm not worthy. He beats his chest. He doesn't even come. He stands at the, he stands at the doorway and sees the, sees the sanctuary, sees the temple, and he says, I'm, I'm not worthy to come. And Jesus says, that is the one who is accepted before God. Because he's not drawing life 
He's not drawing sustenance. He's not drawing from things that are dead, that are lifeless, that are going nowhere, but he's drawing his life from Christ alone. That's the only place. You know, I just want to, I hope you've learned something today. I'm going to leave you with this scripture that's going to help you. I want you to meditate on this scripture this week. I want you to think this through as you think about the dead things in your life that you draw life from. Let me give you a tip. It'll be the things in your world that motivate you out of fear, that motivate you out of resentment, that motivates you out of hate and motivates you out of unforgiveness. It'll be those things, the things closest to your heart, really close to your heart. <laughs> we, 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 you know those things that we kind of, we nurture there because they hurt so much. I, I want to tell you something, with coming into Christ is the most risky thing you can do. It's not it's really scary because he comes in and he puts his hand on the things you just, oh, it's like, don't touch that. No, everything but that. Good, <laughs> that abuse that I've, I've been hiding away for, for 20 years that I've never spoken about to anybody, you are. No, 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 no. Hold up a sec, God. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> and we continue to eat from something that we were never meant to eat from. Let me tell you something. This will be so close to your heart, it's not funny. The things that breed resentment, the things that breed hate, the, the things that breed unforgiveness in your world. When you begin to assess your life, let me tell you something, these things will take you outside of the will of God. And the enemy will use these things to rob you, to destroy you. And you can be in amongst all of the church, you can be in amongst all of God's people and seeing the work of God and even yourself might put your hands on things and see a miracle happen. But let me tell you something, that does not mean that you're within the will of God. It doesn't mean. We've got to come to God with a heart that is contrite, that is moldable, that is shapeable, that is open. And as He begins to shape us, as He begins to heal us in the process. It hurts. It's painful. I mean, <laughs> who's ever had stitches? Oh, I hate stitches. One time I cut the, op the top of my finger open. Who knows, the, the top of your fingers are the most horrible places to get cuts. And they had to stitch it up because if they didn't, I would have had a damaged finger for the rest of my life. And they had to put a needle right in the center of that cut. Right in the center. You know how much it hurt? It hurt so much that my brother passed out. Who <laughs> was watching me. He went white. I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to be the one that's in pain. He literally slid down the wall. It was so funny. I started laughing, but I was crying at the same time. It was a weird moment. But you know, when we come to Jesus, He begins to do surgery. No, Jesus, not there. Please, not there. I don't want to, because that, I'm drawing power from that. What, 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 what will give me power, Lord? This is what I, my whole life was built on, these things. I know what they did to me. I know what they did to themselves. I'm not going to be like that.
God will come in and put his hands on those things. And he'll begin to heal you. He'll begin to stitch up your heart. And you will stop living out a life that is reactionary to the wrong things that have been done to you. You'll begin to live out a life where you're inside of the will of God. Because your heart is no longer, I'm just going to get through to God. What is it today? What are you speaking to me about this situation? What are you saying about that situation? What is your word? What does your Bible say about this moment in my life right now? Where God speak to me and your heart would be, begin to be open and you will find yourself being led in a direction that sometimes will be contrary to the things of this world. Let me, let me tell you this scripture, okay? It's Romans 12. I'm going to finish on this. Romans 12 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Amen. That's hard. What can we offer God? Just us. <laughs> and it's because of the cross that He accepts us. It's not because of anything we've done. All that we can do is come to Him. And so here I am, God holy and pleasing to, the God, to, the, to God. This is your true pro and proper worship. And here it is, one of my favorite scriptures. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world is to sing the song of that which doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Thank you for what you did to me because it's given me power to be who I am. That's the pattern of this world but it's a dead lion. Good, it will only breed hate. It will only breed contempt. It will only breed competitiveness. It will only breed brokenness in your world because you will continually have to trample on that devil's head when it's already been trampled for you. <laughs> Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is called surgery. God will begin to come in and renew your mind. You'll see things differently. You'll do things differently because your will is conformed to God's. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Samson was outside of God's will because he was on doing things that God never called him into. And the end of Samson's story doesn't end well. It's a sad story. And I think it's there to remind us of how easy it is to be outside of God's will. And how we, as God's people, need to make a choice. And need to assess our lives and go, okay, God, what am I drawing my power from? What am I drawing my sustenance from? Are there deadlines in my world that I'm looking at? that I'm seeing honey from. There's something sweet in that. Every time I think of that and I think of myself, I get power because I'm better. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. 
follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.